Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you can want to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. What is up, what is up? What's up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Pop, the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your illustrious host of Podchise Scores. Joining me is my co-host, Miko. Hello. Hey, guys. What an interesting news week as we're ending April on a weird kind of weird week when it came, comes to, like, pop culture news. Um, I know the biggest thing that happened, like, pretty much the beginning of this week that is Elon Musk has agreed to purchase Twitter for $41 billion. And I guess I just found this article from uh, CNN. Oh, okay. Uh, pretty much, uh, apparently, this is what he said. What he wants to do with Twitter. Basically, this headline reads, this is from CNN Business, saying, Elon Musk wants to authenticate all real humans hmm. on Twitter. This article is written by Brian Fromm from CNN. Okay. And quote, and quote, it says here, yeah, $44 billion purchase, and pretty much that's what thing he put, the mysterious line he put, authenticate all real humans. So, basically, people are like, they're having theories, and according to this writer's theory, he's saying that Musk could probably make people use real names in their accounts instead of just usernames. That could be that change. Oh. Like maybe, as an option or as a requirement? Like a requirement. Yeah, like, yeah, forcing people to dox themselves. Identify, like, verify themselves, basically. Yeah, because I guess, and from what I've heard around, I guess there's, like, been a, because it, not saying he has said, like, quoting what he has said, but, like, like you mentioned, people speculating whether it's to cut down uh, the, the use of bots for misinformation on due to, like, I think they said, for instance, like health misinformation, so they want to cut down on bots, kind of spreading that. And, um, I think even with the case of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard going on in the courts, she was trying to take down bots that were spreading information about her alleged, because it's still in the court, alleged abuse of Johnny Depp and all this stuff in the past of also her charity work being kind of fraudulent. So also all these things. And of course she was trying to cut that down by, by bots, right? So some people were speculating that that him providing this sort of authenticating profile. Yeah, because yeah, I think it, that down. Yeah, because I guess they do do the blue check mark says here for what the current thing that Twitter does for people to get verified. You gotta check mark. Yeah, you just you just have to supply a link to an official website they're affiliated with with an official email address or government issue form of verification. In this prior speculation, that Musk can stop short of requiring verification by requiring that users use their real name, like use their actual government name when they get it. And just like theories about you know, using captchas, basically, you know, showing that you're not a bot or something. Mm-hmm. So 
So, like, there's, like, these different theories about it. Like, overall, what do you think about, you know, why, I don't know, why he wanted to buy Twitter? Like, uh, because four for a billion dollars, dude. Because he was his guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know, per se, why he would buy it. I mean, I can, because it's, essentially, it's not going to be him running it. Um, he, I, I'm sure he's going to clear the board on whoever they have now. So I don't expect a lot of those same the same uh, executives at Twitter right now running the show to be there. Um, I don't I don't know what his ultimate goal of having it, but as far as it being valuable and it's if you consider the fact that uh, if you're not going to buy a newspaper as a source of of media and information, right? People don't really use that as a big source anymore. Like, unless you're subscribing to the big ones that are barely hanging on at the the moment, like, that type of journalism is dying because of what we've been through the last four or five years now, this constant 24 cycle of this crazy news, and we see the continuation of CNN basically being a shadow of what they were. They, They weren't providing the most accurate information as well. So, like, now you see people getting most of the information on Twitter, and there are a lot of valid sources. People who do, I want to say, in journalism with integrity, and it's a good source where a lot of people find their information. So for Elon Musk to be like, well, here, he's very much into the, all the future and, and, and all that sh- tech and stuff, and what's a way for him to control his reputation, too? Being on the thing that he uses the most to speak his mind or whatever the fuck he's doing on Twitter. I don't know because I don't mind it. So it would be fine. And I know it's also been mentioned that he wants to, I guess, bring free speech back to the platform and stuff like that. Whatever that, and mm-hmm. you t- your definition of free speech is going to be different from mine. So, and so is everyone else's. So, like, yeah, in this case, it's like, that's why I feel like it's very. A strategic move on to control maybe his image brand and it's a big mm-hmm. it's an informational highway so why wouldn't you want to these guys you know he's rich why wouldn't you buy? i think like i said i think it's pretty why much people trying to get verified and pretty much like i said they're requiring an additional like identification to the point you have to show your id or something Sure, it's just to show that you it's the real you, not somebody else posing you. I think that's another way to get rid of people that are using like other people's like identities to pass off as them and stuff. Just trying to, you know, get Twitter back to the way it was when it comes, you know, like I said, eliminate all the bots, make news, and pretty much making people go through more of a verification to find out, hey, you're that person, right. that's your Twitter handle, that's who you are. Right, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't it's, know it, like I said, ever... it's going to be their share of critics, basically. It's going to have that share of critics. If he does do something like a Kapchka, just like Kapchka's just to pretty much, you know, add that to like a death thing to like verify yourself, do something like that. Like a lot of sites do that now, like PayPal, all that. You have to, prove, you have to click like images to prove that you're not a bot. I think that's going to be like the next step. Where, I mean, a lot of sites are already requiring like two step verification now. So it might sort of be still included. But that could be like a requirement now. Yeah, but like I, I still I don't know if it's just for that necessary reason because like I feel like people are still gonna whether you're verified or not people still talk a lot of shit regardless mm-hmm. online like shit's getting tossed regardless so yeah. I don't is it gonna help cut that down sure but I, I think 
is as far as that part of social media in general i don't know if that's necessarily gonna do much to change it because like you can get verified on other platforms too necessarily and i know twitter's a big one they have a big share of that space on the internet so yeah it can help but i i don't i don't necessarily also see why doing such a big move into authenticating yourself like you mentioned doxing it's a big. That is a. I big, think too uh, because I think with spam accounts, I think they're trying. Yeah, I think they're trying to do too. I'm thinking what this person wrote. That he's, basically, I think his. This is what he said. Um, this writer for CNN said, uh, "Must is trying to authenticate Twitter users. User stamps from one of the biggest pet, his biggest pet peeves with this platform, spam accounts, particularly those that push cryptocurrency scams. Pretty much, I think that's probably one of the things he wants to try to stop. That like, like I said, spam accounts. One thing like uh, cryptocurrency bots and stuff. This is like I said, like it says here in December 2020, Musk's verified accounts affected by widespread Twitter hack that led to users, including former President Barack Obama, Kanye West, and the US spreading a Bitcoin scam. Oh, well. Okay. And this is what, uh, which is basically the biggest thing cryptocurrency spam boss Musk said, and the quote represents Twitter's single most annoying problem. But like I said, it's basically just to get rid of like, those spam accounts and get rid of boxes. I think that's more of why well, I didn't want to add that whole authenticating, you know, your account basically. But like I said, it's like I said, it's pretty much. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it's a big thing when it came to like. I mean, he said, "Oh, I'm going to buy Twitter," and I, people think, "Oh, it was a joke." But he agreed. He agreed to buy the shares and stuff mm-hmm. for forty-five billion dollars. So we have to wait and see how Twitter's going to be in the long run and his plans beyond not just authenticating, making us authenticate people, but you know one of his first steps is pretty much get rid of the bots basically it's like gonna be like one of his first steps basically that probably be like one of his first steps for as well so i just want to get your reaction beak on that and uh what i'm going to the next thing i'm use is the whole netflix going on what's going on we're picking netflix now all of a sudden um to like ever since netflix announced they're gonna crack down and on pretty much um on password sharing they got to the point where now they lost 200,000 subscribers and now pretty much they got to the point where now they're pretty much uh cutting back on animated projects and stuff so they're cutting basically the budget when it comes to animated originals now it's getting to the point they're starting to lay off workers now due to the pack that they're horrible I know you being a long-time um, Netflix subscriber, how do you feel like the road that Netflix is like pretty much heading towards? Uh, I don't... I don't... Uh, I don't understand why they're essentially cannibalizing themselves at this point. Uh, I, I think it's just kind of they... They created a successful business model in the streaming world. They kind of were a big pioneer in that, and I feel like they spent too much money and emphasis on buying rights to license a lot of the old legacy type shows. And if they they built a lot of their major content in the beginning like that, right, and then they started making the original little by little, but then we got the flip side of that once they lost major properties, right? The office and stuff, once these other people, other platforms build their, their streaming services. 
which they learn from Netflix, their mistakes and, and their, their successes, which in turn built the competition to come in and innovate what they bring to the table. So for them to only now make a bunch of original shows because they keep raising prices, but in turn they make a lot of crappy stuff too. So like we get a lot of really good stuff and then we get a lot of crappy stuff, but a lot of their good stuff is I don't think is going to be able to be a strong enough anchor for them to continue to remain competitive when we have a lot of like HBO Max. I feel like is going to be the one to be the major player. Um, them and Amazon Prime, honestly, uh, they're yeah. going to sneak up too uh, with them, you know, purchasing it. And, I mean, it looks like based on this article from the High Report, it looks like they're possibly like their Netflix, according to CEO, they might be looking possibly basically saying that possibly looking at possibly. Offering an ad-supported, you know, subscription service, like everybody else is going to, to try to make it cheaper because to the point that they're raising prices, to the point that they're now they're cutting back on animation, now they're laying off workers. It's now, it's freaking crazy. It's like, like I said, it's something that, yeah, I mean, cutting on animation, which pretty much is one they're like, but building things that people like i don't know what's going to happen to your anime and come to terms with like you know having these anime like agreements with these anime series to bring that anime away because that's what anime fans want to focus on that's what they want to have a bigger foothold in japan to try to be as competitive when it comes to the anime market now that you know crunchyroll and funimation are now becoming one so now like it kind of like you up your competition when it comes to anime like high dive and crunchyroll kind of being the main competitor when it comes to anime and of course you know now it's like okay, each of those subscribers is like, oh, okay, cut down past the share, and then they you know, cut back on programming, and then it's like shows and online time programs and licensing to other other platforms. But um, do you see Netflix still surviving in the long run, or do you think they'll go around and actually talk about adding a actual ad supported tier system? Um. Apparently, according to this, they want to like cut back on certain spending. Yeah, and and well, cutting back on certain spending means what per se? Because like they, we don't know how much they they spend a lot because they don't reveal those numbers, and they don't have, even though they're a publicly traded company, I don't think they reveal those numbers to. Well, I guess if you own stock, you can see that, but on the sales quarterly sales update, but I feel like. Them going out, I don't, I don't see them ever going out. But the whole let's add, let's let's put in an ad tier system when when they didn't have it, I think it's going to hurt them a lot. I don't think it's going to do well for them. They are going to be people who buy it just because it'd be cheaper. Because it's already getting way too expensive as it is to do the whole two, the the obviously pick more than two screens, the the variety of pack- packages they offer, right? Mm-hmm. And then the whole like cracking down on password sharing, it's just not helping them retain the customer at this point. So if you're not getting enough incentive for the customer to continue to subscribe and you're not going to continue to provide better content than just bringing, I guess, like making continuous seasons of shows that have already like overstayed their welcome or, or, you know, they're doing well with their bread and butter, like documentaries still, especially uh, certain types of original movies that hit or miss, but like, and then they have their anchor shows that are doing well so far. But like I said, that can only take you so far. And 
they're going to have to really switch it up, I think, earlier than they, than they tell themselves now if they're going to if they think this is going to be a, a better option for them for an unprofitable. Because, like, taking these losses is not going to do well for them. Um, their, their, their stock price is going to continue to fall. And that, at that point, people are going to maybe sell their shares or, you know, they're going to have some, like, serious overhauls, especially if you said there's a lot of layoffs going on as we speak. It doesn't, that doesn't look good for a company like Netflix being as big as it is to take these decisions, thinking that it's not going to negatively affect them. That's crazy. Especially this day. People can, yeah, there's like a million ways you can like look up these these companies' uh, shady practices, practices these days. So it's just like, I don't know. So that's why people should just subscribe to it. <laughs> it's like becoming like a big thing on HBO Max. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. As long as they continue. I mean, to like HBO Max stuff. has like an ass supported tier. So I mean, I mean, yeah. I have Peacock, and I, you know, I'm cool with the ads. I mean, even got to the points where if you watch the show, they even give you like, you know, you know, this next episode's ad free, brought to you by you know the sponsor and stuff. So I mean, yeah, the ads are like what, a minute, a minute and a half. I mean, Paramount Plus is a good. Like, Paramount Plus is like the tier system as well, but yeah, and now with um Warner Bros. Discovery making big headlines as well, um, it comes with the finalizing the mergers for like shuffling people around, people doing restructuring roles. Uh, one thing I did pull up that I think I discussed you last night before this that Warner Bros. Discovery uh pretty much uh announced they're cutting um scripted program development at TBS and TNT. Mm-hmm. Right, it says here, as the update says, TNT and TBS are pausing the scripted game on the new parent company, one of our discovery, which CEO David Salasov had promised will find three billion cost savings across the company in the post merger era. Says the one media run cable channels is no longer developing scripted content. Resources close to the managed top variety according to one side, one of our discovery leadership is evaluating the strategy for all the so called. Nets, including two TV, which are run by Brett Welch, and we'll have a better idea of the role each will play within the movies forward. Apparently, it says it is unclear what will happen to TBS and TNT's commercial scripted program, but the moment it apparently stands for the same series like the first one. So, yeah, I guess they just want to spend, you know, how this going to happen, but look what it says here. It could be a big change when it comes to like maybe don't show my reruns. I won't be as much stuff. That's the only thing right now with TBS. Of course, yeah, you have all the wrestling right now with that big bad news like in January, which I mean it's not killing the ratings, but it's adding some variety to TBS. And of course, TNT now what having the NHL available on their network is like you know that boosts up their sports offering because sports offering starts in the NBA. Um, but yeah. Like TBS right now, they said they already got remaining supporting this. The only remaining scripted shows they have on the program left are just Glass OG, Dirk Workers, Chad, and American Dad. And apparently, um, Glass OG aired its first season. And if I confirmed that TBS had maybe 27, the show has been had been canceled months prior. So, um, pretty much, Glass OG has ended. And of course, you got Miracle Workers. That's airing their third season last year. They're covering a fourth season in November as well. Dad aired its first season in the summer 2021. This year, and then American Dad, which is the TV, TV, and Fox, I think. 
Rose for you for two more seasons. So, according to TNT, only has two super shows left, which is Animal Kingdom and Snowpiercer. And it's a shame. Because it shows up on TNT when it was on all the shows. I mean, with CNN being plus being shut down because apparently that wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. And then with Discovery Plus, obviously that will probably be a bunch of show that probably merge a lot of that content is probably going to move over to Max. And like you said, HBX will probably become a big platform and now having Discovery shows on that platform with so many shows under that Discovery brand, you know, umbrella, that's going to have a lot more content for, for HBO Max. And of course, the Patrick Jokers is supposed to come back on season Apparently, I saw based on the trailers that, of course, the three jokers are still going to be there like Sal, Burr, and Clint, and Hugh, but they're going to feature like guests, like guest stars, things like the four of them, because of all the plans, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spice it up. Yeah. So, when you think of that, you know, based on when it comes to like, like scripted programming and stuff, like, you know. Um, it's, I don't know why, I guess, are they, if they're going to make way for more, uh, Reality programs, a lot of these networks are probably just going to have to focus on making new content for the streaming services, maybe. And they're probably just going to continue to probably spend money on legacy shows and reality TV. Because that's the only thing people are probably going to tune in on regular TV to watch uh, outside of live sports. But then you can get that on streaming now. So why do you? I guess I, a lot of the people who still use uh, standard cable are probably going to go or like satellite programming is going to be. Yeah, because away, so. I think now mostly scripted programming is by moving more closer to streaming platforms, which is actually going to television. I've been noticing a lot of programs are being more featured on streaming services instead of you know regular television channels. Like outside of a outside of a sitcom, I don't yeah. know what you'd be watching the regular uh, network cable for. Because I want somebody to watch Law and Order. <laughs> Law and Order. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, this is a weird time with all these mergers and stuff and content being moved around. And, you know, they're pretty much, you know, stuff so I can wait and see what the future holds for these media conglomerates and of course um CinemaCon was recently released a lot of studios were showing the thing and one thing I just saw like the Batman 2 is going to happen it has been green lit with uh Matt Reeves and Robert Patrick returning and a lot of people are speculating now if they're going to start doing like No Man's Land and introduce a villain hush or possibly introduce the Court of Owls based on what happened in Batman, the film itself, which explored, you know, Bruce Wayne after one year of being the Batman, and pretty much um, Gotham's uh, pretty much corruption, corruption was brought to life by Riddler. Now, with all that going on and stuff, that's one of the things people are speculating what the next film will be, because I did like the Batman, I enjoyed that film very, very much. It's got to show, you know, Batman being in their best, Or just showing you footage of John Wick 4 has been shown at CinemaCon. Well, that's coming soon, but Disney showed like the next state of play. Like, the Walking Dead stuff. 
May, um, but, but Doctor Strange coming out next week, pretty much. And the Multiverse of Madness. So, what's your thoughts on Doctor Strange coming to be something that we can see? Or can we just wait until uh, it's going to be something that's going to have to probably wait. It's going to come out. As much as I like Doctor Strange in the in the Infinity War movies, I think he's better in those movies than I watch the regular standalone of his. Like I fell asleep for me. So I, I was really tired that day from work, but I also fell asleep for that movie. Only because I thought it was just like the pacing was bad, but the visuals were cool. Um I like I like Benedict playing the character and stuff. I have nothing against the character. I just never really cared for him outside of the, the movies anyways. So I didn't I, I, I was never the biggest fan of his anyway. So I think I would wait until it goes on Disney Plus, basically, uh, in a month, because that's what's going to be happening. So I'd rather wait and watch it here than go to the theater, just because I don't know. Like, I haven't seen, I, I haven't gone to the movies to see any of the Marvel movies since Spider Man. And, like, they're outside of that. Like, I've never really felt inclined to, even with, like, all the new stuff coming out. It's just like they, they get tossed on the streaming services. Now I don't, now they, they get tossed in so consistently. There's not much of a. I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel so inclined to go to the movies unless it's like a certain. Unless you're looking for a certain type of experience out of that movie, and I know Marvel movies are great in theaters, but like, it also annoys me to see it with a bunch of people because then, if Marvel crowds are tend to be loud when a lot of <laughs> shit happens and it gets annoying. Yeah. So I don't. I don't like that already when I watch a movie. So. <laughs> It's just it's it's tough to do that with Marvel movies these days, but um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's actually like that for me. Yeah, and that's fine. I I'm okay. Like it's cool to have passion for the movie and stuff, but like it's it's just fuck. There's other people in there trying to watch them. So like, yeah, got a point. You have to come back and do watch it over again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that's why I do that too. I mean, I think that's also what the convenience of actually watching it from at home because. You Pause it. It's just you and the TV, and yeah. I mean, it might be something I might want to go see in theaters, and like maybe I'll agree with you and go and wait till it goes on HBO Max, like for example. Yeah, seriously, like they get it, they get in there so quick tomorrow, so it's just you can catch it when it comes out. Like Batman's already out. Look at that. Batman's been on the platform and it's doing still just as well as it's doing the theaters. So That's why you gotta watch like, it. That's why you gotta watch it, Biko. You gotta watch the Batman. Right, but it's like, no, just because a lot of people watch doesn't mean it's good. Because a lot of people watch Game of Thrones look how that ended. So it's just like, just it doesn't merit that a thing is good. But like, I'll watch it eventually. I just like, I think too many people watched it already, so it gave, it's got a lot of reviews and I don't want it to be a biased experience. So I'll be watching it. I'm sure it's good. I like Robert. Okay, one thing I just found right now is from combo.com. Basically, this is about Bill Burr, your favorite comedian, basically. Yeah. Um, recently, um, Bill Burr, I guess this headline says, this is by Tim McKeon, written from combo.com. Where it says, Bill Burr says he doesn't think Disney firing Gina Carano from the Mandalorian is Oh, okay. And this is what he says. And Interview with uh, Whoa. interview with Howard Reporter says here 
It says, this is what he says, and I quote, it's from Uber. I just do stuff, and it seems like it's fun, and the people I'm working with are trying to do something great. You go on the set in the Mandalorian, they're trying to make something great all day. Says as the pause were added, that makes me think of Gina, how cool she was as a person. He was then asked if he thought that was fair to find out the savage. He said no. I thought it was just funny that the liberals proved their point. They just use outrage because they don't like your politics. As someone considers himself liberal, it's disappointing to see the left become how the right used to be when they went after basic chicks. I think it's pretty sad to say, but yeah. not a lot of people like that. Most of them just try not to get in trouble, but there's this small click of lunatics. Either on the right or the left at any given moment, that causes it. Now, there's so many me outlets that want eyeballs. They make money off advertising, and they give attention to these crazy things. The whole thing with Gina, you can't chime in what this shit's happening, when this shit's happening, because then you cause stagnancy of people on the show. Then somebody's opinion or their political beliefs makes people try to destroy their ability to make a living and fucking lose that. And he says, like, dog. And of course, you know, he describes her time on the set. He says, she's an absolute sweetheart, super nice fucking person. And the Uber podcast. So, as he said, I'm extremely working with her on the right now. What do you think? You think that was fair for her to get let go because of the comments she made? I think that's when it comes to the question about free speech. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't remember what. She- Part, like the specific what she said, I can't remember. But I don't know, I yeah, was, for her to getting thrown off the show, for... it was about the vaccine stuff too. Oh yeah, those, yeah. yeah. Sort of like she didn't want to take it or something, and she, I guess, she was very proponent on, on not getting the vaccine at the time, and people were very adamant on that. So yeah, I mean, I don't think she should have lost her job because of that. But Bill brought up an excellent point. Like the liberal. Liberal media got what they wanted, but like he mentioned, that they they shine so much light on both sides of the extreme, on both sides of the fucking aisle of political of political spectrum here. That like <clears throat> it, it sucks that people lose their jobs. Uh, depending on what, obviously, there's moment, there's circumstances where people uh, should face repercussions for whatever their actions were, but, like, I think when it comes to, like, for them, they're voicing their opinion on certain things, and then they get a backlash on these outlets. Like you said, there's so many of them that, at the end of the day, they're just driving advertising so they can pay the bills, right? So they can say these outlandish things that could be true or not true. Like, whatever she said, that couldn't have been, like, what her said on Twitter, I get it. People see it one way or the other. Um, and yeah, Disney does reserve the right to fire, but like, if she wasn't saying anything necessarily about Disney or about working for Disney, I don't understand why that should affect her. I think it's probably what happened when, remember when James Gunn got fired? Yeah. Guardians 3, and then all of a sudden, you know, for tweets that he sent years back, and all of a sudden he, he was hired back on. Yeah, well, but that's the thing. It's like I don't, I don't understand that. How he can get hired on later, and then you get Gina Carano who doesn't get hired on later. And albeit whatever you think about the character and, and the role in the show for what it was, it did suck that like she was used a lot in the series, and then and they were gonna set up for like a spin yeah, off and, her and, and gone. And like, I mean, she's still working on other people's outlets, so I'll. You know, a power to her, but it sucks that like 
she had a big opportunity in Disney and stuff. I'm sure she, you know, didn't take it for granted. And like Bill, I don't know. I, I agree with Bill. I agree with Bill. It's just like it's it sucks that we're getting in that at that point, right? Now the left is coming after places just as much as the right did back then. And I like how we use the Dixie Chicks thing as a perfect example, because it's not from too far long ago. People forget, but it's not that long ago that they did the same thing about a president, a conservative president, who did some, who may have done some fucked up shit or knew about some fucked up shit about 9-11 and they didn't say anything and look what happened. Their whole career got dumped on the trash because the conservative right came after her. Oh, don't talk about a president, just like they did with Trump, the same shit. But that was our media going after Trump, using it for what? Using people, using him just like talking about random shit for what though? So to they can make people money. more, it plus to make people to make more money. Yeah, Sorry. They made the most ratings. And they make people pay attention to politics. Their highest ratings ever were when, during the Trump era. That's when they loved it. They loved focusing on everything. Oh, Trump fucking doesn't like run, wearing white socks. Let's fucking get him. I'm just like, dude, every... There was points at the at a time where like I started laughing about some of the shit he was saying because like until you got the Twitter ban. <laughs> well, that that's another thing. I don't I don't want to get into that, but like it's more or less. I just don't understand like the whole focal point for them making it seem like they're they're using like people's genuine outrage and concern for how people, the leaders of our country run, but they're using it for money and exploitation and not for what you think it is. And they're trying to make it. They're trying to stand on this. Prism of, of like we are here to provide the most critical and right information to you, and it's like it's a bunch of horseshit. So I just, yeah, it comes from both sides, and right now the the swing is on the left side. But this has been happening for fucking years in this country. So it's just, I don't know. If Bill, if Bill Burr gets some fucking shit for this, I'm gonna be so. It's, eh, it's so, so, I hate to like circle back to Netflix. And apparently, yeah. I just found this right now. Apparently, a exclusive show, exclusive comedy that was on Netflix, is about to leave the platform and heading to Hulu. And that one show is Shit's Creek. It's going to be heading to Hulu October third. And Shit's Creek, uh, like I started watching that show. I find that show kind of hilarious. I have to go back and watch it, watch it again, uh, because it. Got so many views and won like Emmy Awards and won like basically had the most wins in the primetime Emmy Awards. They pretty much sweep the like 20 years ago, they swept like pretty much the Emmys, the primetime Emmys for like, you know, a Stanley actress, an actor in the League of Legends for Catherine O'Hara, Aging Levin, a sport, a supporting actress and actor in the for Anne Murphy and Daniel Levin. The director of Retirement for Andrew Cavanino, Daniel Levin, saying writing for Retirement for Daniel Levin. So, so, like I said, uh, pretty much, um, it's just going to be joining pretty much, you know, a Hulu in October. So, guys, prepare for for more comedies coming your way to, you know, that, uh, to Hulu. So, that's another thing that's pretty much going to definitely sit there. Like you said, like I said, going back to what we said earlier in the beginning of the podcast. They're losing a lot of these exclusives when it comes to this programming. Like I said, we'll see how Netflix is going to recover, but it's probably going to suck. <laughs> so I don't know, Have you seen Shits Creek or actually catch up with the episodes of it? Yeah, yeah, I have in the past, but no, I haven't completed the show. If you guys, if you don't know what Shits Creek is, um, pretty much, I can give you kind of like a synopsis, basically, Shits Creek is on a, 
Originally, Squaw Queen Video Store Vanagon named Johnny Rose. And his former soap opera wife, uh, Moria, there are two adult children, the Black Sheep and Family Day, David and Trevor Social Alexis. Pretty much, they find themselves broke and they end up moving to the town called Shit's Creek. A small town because basically they end up getting basically the rights to the town, basically. They move in there and got to the point and pretty much try to pretty much survive to live in that town, basically. They're pretty much living in a hotel. <laughs> they pretty much try to live somewhat normal lives in the small town. Um, it's uh, interesting, but I can already watch it, but yeah, definitely, guys, check it out on Netflix when you still can. Before it moves to Hulu October 3rd. Uh, one thing I did find out, um, this is kind of I call bizarre news. Uh, pretty much, uh, apparently, Alan Cumming is putting a 10k reward for a missing chimpanzee co-star. Uh, actor Alan Cumming is offering $10,000 reward for his missing chimpanzee co-star. This is Comic.com. Uh, fans remember Tonka for their time together in Buddy back in 97. Says here, he found a bond that lasts, however, Tonka was in a reserve to study for breeding chimpanzee. And it's part of this scene. Uh, he is also helping out by offering a $10,000 reward for her own. There's Missouri Pride Foundation. Here's Missouri. has no information on what happened to Tonka. Uh, pretty much, every other season, Pride Factor case, which brings the war involved in nothing. It's just however, recovery is locked in this rent back. Then the money. It's been a while since Buddy. I guess it was a film 97. Other stars from the film come forward to highlight the case. Uh, this is the actor Toe Variety about the incident. Well, I've said 30 months we put together baby Tonka and I became good friends. Playing and grooming each other. Generally blocking about. It's over to think that he might be in a cage in a dark basement somewhere or had met some other fate. From appealing to whoever knows what happened to come to please come forward to claim reward. Uh, Pito said that owner Tanya had explained that Tonka had died, but told various stories that didn't add up and doesn't seem to be the missing case. The experience stated that Pito would never get up, and the January judge found that the police surrounded the private experience and that Haddock's testimony was not credible with the Pito and Company that tried to determine what was possible to find the rest of the case. Um, wow. Wow. That's sad. I never seen the film Buddy, I guess. It's just like... No. I don't think so either. Look it up. I said it was in 97. Buddy. Okay, I gotta look at Google. Pretty much Buddy includes, yeah, since Buddy is a 1997 American comedy film written and directed by Caroline Thompson, produced by Bobby Patricia Jim Henson for Dutch Street. It starred Renee Russo as Mrs. Gertrude Trudy Lindsay. Lindsay and Robert Coltrane as her husband. Since the film is based on the life of a gorilla called Massa, the elements of Gertrude lives as other gorilla, the gorilla that was called Buddy at the time in real life. Massa became the oldest gorilla and read that in 2008. While Buddy eventually died young as such a distraction as he was around the same time. Lucy was used for Buddy to realize he was his future job. 
So I guess uh, they use a chimpanzee who is kind of from one of the stars like Buddy, so they must use a chimpanzee to play the young Buddy or something. So then it says Anatoly was in it. He played Dick Cronin, it looks like. Hmm. But yeah, it's, I actually gave it a 2 out of 4 and wrote wonderful utilities. <laughs> the film is the fastest in the movie that they made, the movie I think they made. They gave, they say we gave it a C. Plus. C. Plus, wow. So yeah, it's tough break, dude. Like, especially when the animal goes missing and then the owner's supposedly claimed that, oh, he wants to take the monkey away that says that supposedly that kid died and he wants to or something. So, I don't know. What do you think of that? You think that, that was, like, to me, like, an awkward type of news thing, or? Yeah, kind of. It's a little weird. You're getting involved. It's just so weird. Yeah. I don't know. They something, like, news where the, uh, apparently, um, uh, Heinz is getting on the whole burger dipping viral trail and new dipping crunch. What? Apparently, this is thing that's going on TikTok. Um... As a I guess burger dipping, like for the thing, and it's been a thing on TikTok or something that people are doing online about. They're like dipping, like you know, their burgers and stuff. Apparently, like now Heinz was jump on the thing by calling says here Heinz and also sweet the Heinz dipping crunches and cabbage roasted style sauce and crisp baked crunches and coming in two one package. All burger fans have to do is dip in the sauce and the crunches not only take part in the latest food trend but have to ever taste their burger. Ice dipper crunch comes with two varieties. We're going to dip a crunch with a spicy dipper crunch. Burger sauce describes being made with tomato puree, molasses, sun dried tomatoes, garlic, butter, tamarind, concentrate, onion powder, spices, and a spicy version adds a dimension of heat. The dipping crunch. So, I basically another condiment. Yeah, it's like that's so dumb. <laughs> Just doing the same thing they've always done. Dude, kind of reminds me of the thing in like uh, Hot Shots Part U, when you saw when the dudes like gang glue, gang glass, nails and stuff. Kind of reminds yeah. me of like the Charlie Sheen's character. He puts his hands in caramel, caramel, and then goes and dips like in M and M's, and then we were saying gummy bears, gummy bears, M and M's, and this. He has like going with both, <laughs> like sprinkles and shit. Yeah. Was... I was gonna do it with the whole burger thing. <laughs> I think I like. I never dipped a burger or anything. Like, why should you dip a burger into anything? That's why toppings are there for a reason. That's why condiments are there for a reason. You still button me? Hey, cut it out, dude. Hey, you took my necklace. A little furry bear took my necklace. <laughs> That's Sorry. trying to kill him. He's going crazy. What are you doing? Don't bite the bone. <laughs> what do you eat? Go eat some treats. Go lie down. There you go. Good boy. Alright, sorry guys. A little kitty furry friend decided to join us. It's over soon and he wants to start biting me. Um one thing I saw, who, do you remember the series Sweet Valley Twins? No. The book series. They're going up Sweet Valley Twins. Apparently they're getting a graphic now adaptation. Like this here Random House has announced that the best selling Sweet Valley Twins novel series is now being adapted into a graphic novel form by Random House Graphics. I remember seeing those when I was in school. 
Facebook's been around since 1986, so now they're actually going to have like an actual like graphic novel series. I saw that one coming as well. Yeah, I saw that Sam Raimi ever since coming off the whole um um directing Doctor Strange. Apparently, he's a, possibly you know open to the idea of actually bringing back uh Spider-Man Four. Oh, no, no. like, oh, no. No. Because he's like 50, almost 50. There's no point in doing that with him. Just do another kid playing someone else. Well, he apparently told me, Aguirre, I saw based on TikTok, he went to a Billy Ellis concert. Oh, did he? Yeah, nice. this is the thing on TikTok. He's like there. Yeah. Yeah, apparently this is what Sammy uh, says here. Um, I guess uh, they asked him, um, I guess in the interview with Willie Plop, Raimi asked, well, that's one of the process between Tony Rogers and the universe. Raimi asked, the universe has been made likely that anything is possible in the MCU. But he says, I, don't, I didn't think it was possible that I could back and deal with the multiverse and realize that anything is possible that I'm completely open to it. So, um, in Cruise Conversation, Van Dingo director talked about how much he would love this from Comic.com, how he loved to work with McGuire again. Then I come to realize this they're making Doctor Strange and anything is possible and anything belonging with any team most of some of the best on the popular fire people. I love Toby, I love Kirsten Dunst. I think all things are possible. I don't really have a story on our plan. I don't know if Marvel will be interested in that right now. I don't know what their thoughts are about that. I haven't really pursued that, but it sounds beautiful even if it wasn't a Spider-Man movie. I would love to work with Toby again in a different role. So not necessarily Marvel movie. You know, just work with like just work with him with Toby. Yeah, do that. Don't make another Marvel movie, Toby. Do a movie together. But don't make another Spider Man with Toby Maguire. Just put it it wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be worth it. I don't think Dude, what? Ah. Thanks. I'm eat a computer. How do you do that? Okay, well, I can't catch the computer, guys. So, you guys, some of you know, I can't catch an animal to a computer. Because I just can't eat it. I'm always trying to get the stickers off of it. I wonder if the stickers over here are taking off. Hmm. Take the stickers, buddy? You're hmm. mesmerized by the stickers? Like, he's looking at the stickers. I think he's just like fascinated by stickers. Um, other than that, I just found out like Crunchyroll is getting fixed up right now. Apparently, it's something that they're like somebody is working on right now. Apparently, somebody developed an extension for Crunchyroll. And he made a browser extension for fans on Crunchyroll. Apparently, they don't have it yet. But apparently, this guy made a, a browser extension for anyone using Chrome, Firefox, or using um, GitHub. So if you're watching Crunchyroll your browser, basically, pretty much, he made an option where basically you can like swap seasons like with a different languages, basically try to merge like Crunchyroll's uh, like interface. So that's what he's pretty much doing. Like he pretty much made like a whole thing with on Reddit. It says here just username D Drag Jagrick Cashit. I don't know. I'm pronouncing the mispronouncing the username. Um, Basically made a tool basically helps condense Crunchyroll sub and dub series for users who also give the ability to swap languages midstream. He says, I had made an extension for Crunchyroll to merge dubs and single season to change the audio of the language directly from the players. 
You said right now you can get the browser extension for free using Chrome, Firefox, or GitHub. So you can make that pretty much that browser extension. And even if I know from the I think where you can swap languages, but Pointful pretty much has a lot of their like offerings, like official stuff. So it has to be like a separate tab, so kind of looks like user interface kind of thing. That's one of the things that you know a lot of fans are waiting for Pointful to do that. Well, they're in the process of moving a lot of the Funimation like content over to Pointful. So. But this person took the time to pretty much make an extension mm. coding. So interesting. But I just wanted to bring it up for real anime fans. And of course, anime recommendations for this week. Uh pretty much Sean's Spikes family. Definitely check that out. Check out Love After World Domination, which basically for that week is if you're like into Power Rangers, if you're into a kind of like a Romeo Romeo and Juliet minus the whole killing each other, basically taking suicide. Spoiler if you haven't read Romeo and Juliet. Uh, they end up killing, end up like dying from taking poison. Uh, well, Roman dies of poison, and Juliet ends up killing herself and stabbing herself. But um, a tragic love story. But in this story follows like a guy named a guy who's the code name Gelato Five, the lead of Gelato Red, Red Gelato, who pretty much the leader of Gelato Five, which obviously is an homage to Power Rangers or Sentai in Japan. And he pretty much decides to finally confess his feelings to a lieutenant of the evil organization named Gecko. And her name is Disney. And he pretty much decides to confess his love to her, which caught her on guard because it's all a trick. And herself being unaware, you know, they've never been in relationships before. They know how relationships work. And they try to keep their relationship a secret from the public. And it's pretty much like a romantic comedy. And Right now, the first few episodes are available on Crunchyroll. Definitely check it out if you're into romantic comedies. I, I read the manga so far. The manga is really enjoyable. It's fun. It's fun to read and just going through the struggles of having a relationship but keeping it secret from their lives. Like in the island of public, they're fighting against each other, but in, inside, they're like, you know, trying to be a couple. So that's all I got. Biko, anything that you saw that was on Reddit, people found interesting. No, it was just the Elon Musk thing. That's all I found about Elon Musk. It makes you all Elon Musk. Yeah, it's just yeah, cause like you're like gonna come and buy Reddit. That's what I wanted to do. Buy Reddit. Yeah, since everyone yeah, so he was buy Reddit or no, Bill Gates will buy Reddit or something from China. Bill Gates will buy Bill Gates right Reddit. No, probably no, it's probably uh, what's what's that guy's name? Uh, Jack Ma, the Chinese billionaire. Yeah, he'll buy it. Because, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, the point is now, like, billionaires are trying to buy freaking, like, yeah, social platforms. Yeah, why not? He'll buy it. But no, no, I, I didn't really, because I just... I, I didn't get a chance to look today. I was just playing... Or I was just listening to NBA stuff all day. Um, And then just remorsing the loss of the Bulls had being eliminated from playoffs. So, that's cool. Um, But I, I, I guess I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, whether or not Netflix decides to make better content, and, and if not, uh, I would focus on HBO Max. This episode's not sponsored by HBO Max, but <laughs> <it> could be. <laughs> <laughs> Any of like recommendations you have for the listeners to check out for what? Like what comes to like programs or like shows or. Uh. Look up a show how to stop a cat from being a nuisance. Uh, <laughs> but no, I guess I you know he's been watching Tokyo Vice. 
lately and uh i guess there's a lot of documentaries on there too but uh most of the stuff i'm gonna watch is netflix actually ironically over the weekend <laughs> yeah, netflix, but we're gonna finish up tokyo vice tonight and uh probably get into something different i guess after but watch tokyo vice um i think there's documentaries on the makeup industry that we're gonna check out next that's interesting um well, not just makeup in industry, but I guess you could say the beauty industry all around. And they just provide insight on how those different types of avenues in the industry work and the stuff you may not know and, and things you should be aware of when these products that people probably use every day um, that could affect their health in a bad way. So uh, those are the type of things I would say if you're interested in that, check it out. Um, if you are a fan of documentaries or if you're a fan of Japanese culture, watch Tokyo Vice. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, nice pretty, little mystery. Yeah, if you're DC fans, make sure to check out the Batman currently. Oh, yeah. Currently Batman. streaming on HBO Max. Yeah. Also, check out Moon Knight. I haven't checked it out yet. Check it out on Disney Plus. Check out Moon Knight. All the Marvel shows as well. Like, like a lot of Marvel shows coming out this year. Also, like I said, check out your, get your anime fix on Punchyroll, High Dive. You know, with the new anime season for you, just remember, Cultural has the most of the spring anime 2023 season. Um, check out Spy X Family, Love at the World Domination, um, and many more that are out available. And of course, of the return of the season two of The Rise of the Shield Hero, and other, you know, returning animes. Of course, uh, One Piece coming back after uh, a giant as well, after a whole Toei anime, animation hack. So make sure to check guys out One Piece. I can't wait for the movie uh, One Piece Red. It'll be coming soon. The theater is in Japan, but hopefully coming to the U.S. by later this year. Uh, for all you anime nerds, I will be attending ASIN um, at May 20th to the 22nd at the Roosevelt Convention Center. You guys will find me or say hello. My AC, my badge will have my Twitch handle username. So if you have not checked out my Twitch, it'll be twitch.tv slash 5 I do live streaming. I am the casual gamer. I pretty much stream JRPGs. Games, hopefully, fo heavily focused on story, which is gameplay. Um, other than that, um, you know, if you're interested to check out what I'm watching in the world of anime, check out my anime list. Usernames A-L-F-O-B-A-R-R-8-5. Check out the what I'm anime I'm watching and what anime that I have completed with my rating. Um, you can check out the backlog episodes of the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and they are podcast outlets. Check out our merch store on spring.com. Follow us on Twitter at PopTalking, P-O-P-T-A-L-K-I-N, all one word. Make sure to like our page on Facebook. We put links and everything on there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll check in on you guys next week. As always, geek on.